0: It's the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, sponsored by LG Insurance. I'm Steve Tichner. Today, we'll discuss the Jersey Hardwood Classic with Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media. But first, a word from LG Insurance. LG Insurance Agency is where we shop seven insurance carriers, and you work with a professional agent to help you get the best pricing and value out of your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is a destination for all your insurance needs. LGinsuranceagency.com or search LG Insurance Agency. And we're back on Jersey Hardwood, and there's nothing more Jersey than a visit from Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media. And Steve, thanks for taking a few minutes with us.
1: No problem, Steve. Thanks for having me on.
0: Look, let's we'll get into the basketball game, the Garden uh, State Hardwood Classic, of course. But let's talk about Rutgers sports in general. Look, a month ago, Steve, you know Rutgers was lost. I mean, the, the Greg Schiano talks break down. No one knows what's going on with the football program. You know, basketball. It's like, hey, maybe they're going to have a good season. Maybe they're not. And so, you know, here we go. It culminates to, on the you know the uh, Saturday night or Saturday afternoon. Rucker's basically blowing out, uh, you know, the, the Seton Hall team that's uh, that's short a couple players. But hey, they had a, they had a great, great performance there. And then you got shiano coming out at halftime, his big rousing speech. So certainly a very nice night for Rutgers Sports, which has been hurting. Let's face it, since since uh, Rucker's joined the Big Ten.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it seemed like it'd been a year of uh, disappointment, of stress, of uncertainty you know, all, all building up throughout the football season. Chris has gets fired, uh, you know, the really difficult and, and you know, uh, unusual is a really kind word for the coaching search. Um, you know, and then to, so finally, you know, not only do they get the, the coach for the football team that most fans wanted in Greg Ciano, but now you have him coming there to the rack, you know, to talk at halftime, to sold out crowd. And I think just the entire atmosphere in the, uh, you know, in the rack in the building that deck, I, I, I called it like a, a group therapy session for, uh-huh. for 8,000 people. You know, just, yeah, I just think people wanted to scream and yell and to, to have something good to celebrate. And so, you know, you have the moment when Greg Shanna walks into the rack and right. the fans just go bonkers. And then the start of the game, which, you know, I thought, I really did think the rack was going to give that team a, you know, five, six, seven, eight point, uh, push, but to go up 14, nothing, see the amazing. I've never heard the building that loud. You know, Ron Harper Jr. had a couple alley-hoop dunks. I Just the whole, the whole day was just, uh, you know, one long Rutgers party. And I, I really do think it was something that people down there needed.
0: And I missed it. Believe it or not, I was at the Army-Navy game. My brother-in-law oh, gets tickets for me. That's That's cool. But, you know, I, I didn't realize. I, I committed early and didn't realize that the game was that. That was my first in, like, I don't know, six years of, of missing the the, the uh, Hardwood Classic. So kind of a bummer that I missed that, missed that game. But uh, and certainly, I had on my Hulu watching the Army Navy game, watching uh, Rutgers uh, basketball, of course. Now back to the halftime speech, uh, Greg. And it is a basketball show. We we'll we do have to talk a little bit of football here. You know, Pat Hobbs, and you, you said it yourself. Your, your Diet Coke spilled onto your uh, laptop when he said. Uh, uh, You know, Pat Hobbs wants to go to a Rose Bowl. Now you got Greg Ciano saying, hey, I want to be number one in the country. Is that a bit bit of a reach at this point? Because, like, we got the middle part there where we just want to get to a respectable point for Rutgers football.
1: Well, yeah, but, but, you know, he did that the first time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's no reason to back off it now. You know, he said it in 2000 when the program was. And I do recall that, yes. now.
0: Yeah, so I do recall him saying that. So, I mean, I'm aiming high. I know uh, Matt Lachlan will say it. He said it about Pat Hobbs. You have to do that. You have to aim high. I mean, a couple of people might have chuckled a little bit because Rutgers has struck, struggled so much. But uh, it was a rousing speech. And and he's looking to fire up the students who need some firing up because, the, the you know, the, the stadium was empty. I mean, it was a bad product, but the, the students were just weren't coming out. And they've been coming out to the basketball game, Steve.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, for what what, what uh, Shiano has to do now, he's doing is, is just build momentum and, and, and generate interest. And it's funny, you know, we, we've talked about this, but when everyone was looking – you know, discussing what Rutgers needed in a football coach. I, I had so many people say, Well, we really need an offensive an offensive minded innovator, all this stuff about blah blah blah. No, no, you don't need and what Rutgers needed in a football coach had very little to do with football. You needed a CEO, mm-hmm. you needed a salesman, mm-hmm. you needed someone who can generate interest someone who can go on the recruiting trail with credibility and close the deals on people you, you need, that's really, you need a football CEO. And that's why I think that, you know, Ciano for, for we could talk about his flaws as as a football coach and some of the big games he might've lost along over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does all those things well. And that was on display when, you know, with this speech, I mean, people mm-hmm. were really fired up Sure, uh, and, you know, That matters. It does. That got onto BTN. That got on ESPN. That got on social media. Sure. You know, Mm -hmm. someone said to me, I think it was James Cratch, one of our good writers, that that Ciano did more in his introductory press conference to sell (laughs) Rutgers and the university
0: than Chris Ashton did in the four years. Right. No, there's no question there. You know, he, he's already gotten to work, Steve. I mean, the, the recruiting trail is, I mean, look, a, a lot of recruits of uh, the early signing period got a lot of nice, you know. So, look, it's it's reality is it's going to be three star recruits that are going to have to be coached up, but it seems like he's he's getting right on it and, and he's gotten some players. Yeah, yeah. He's,
1: get, he's getting the players that I, I, I feel like workers would have had if they had a competent coach in place. Mm-hmm. A year ago, uh, he did get a, get a couple of kids, you know, one from violin to flip from Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. you know, kids uh, to flip from Purdue, uh, you know, a couple of guys in the transfer portal who could play right away, uh, junior college, you know, again, he, this recruiting class was like 102nd in the country, and there aren't right. that, you know, it's only, what, 60 power five teams, right. so he's gotten them back up into the, the 50s now, I believe, you know that's that's not bad for two weeks' work. It might have been more if they higher if they had you know gotten their you know what together and hired them sooner. Uh, but you know at least it's at least it's a respectable recruiting class. Uh, and now you know let's see if he can add to it before you know obviously that there won't be any mm. I don't think be any significant uh, things today for the early signing period. But you know he still has two months to go before uh, you know the February signing date. He could still improve it some more.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, back to basketball now. So, uh and let me take the game on Saturday from from Seaton Hall's perspective. I mean, you're coming into oh, look, you know, coming into the rack is still when the rack is packed and, and how loud it gets. It's incredible. I can only imagine how loud it was on Saturday. Pro, many people told me it was the loudest they ever heard it. So, you're coming into to that type of environment and your you, your second best player is out in uh, Mamouche Calisapelli. Kal- you got to say that 10 times. Uh and uh, and uh, and then you lose Miles Powell, your best player in the second half, and really at that point, and and with Rutgers as fired up as they were and playing very well, that just wasn't a winnable game for Seton Hall.
1: No, it really wasn't. And I'm not, you know, even if uh, Powell was healthy, I'm not sure that that game was going to the, the way it started and the atmosphere. And you mm-hmm. know, I'm not sure that that was going to be when they pulled out. But certainly. You know, losing Paolo the way they did—it was a scary concussion. Uh, you yeah, know, he was on the bench asking why they were practicing at Rutgers. I mean, stuff like what? Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, I, you know, when he didn't come back out for the second half, and I really did think Hall was going to have a run. It was going to be like a five-six point game with a couple minutes to go. Uh, but when he when he didn't play in the second half, you, you, you knew that
0: was over. And now it—he's uh, it, out indefinitely. Which so this must have been a bad in- concussion. What are you hearing? I mean, is he? Uh... Uh, is he going to be out for quite a while, or?
1: You know, it's a it's a great question, and I always and I hate to say, it, but with, with Kevin Willard, you know, he he, he he very often exaggerates the injuries, and he, you know, he did so with Miles Powell's ankle injury. You know, the way he described it, it sounded like that kid was going to miss several weeks. He didn't even miss a game. He came back in and played Michigan State in the first game back, and and you know, you could compare it to Willis Reed, except at least Willis Reed was limping. You know, he played really well right away. Right. I, you know, so I, I don't know what the case is. it certainly sounded like a scary injury. You know, I'd be very I know they play Maryland coming up here,
0: Thursday, I would be yeah. very
1: surprised if he's back for that game. But mm-hmm. then there's a break uh in the schedule for the holidays and you know, before the big east. So, you know, if if I'm, I'm guessing, assuming that 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 wants him hundred percent and you know, ready to go for the big east schedule
0: because that's obviously gonna yeah. determine where the season goes. And now Mamu Callashville is out two months and, and you're realizing just how good he is and how important he was for yeah. the team clearly the, the the second best player on that team and a matchup nightmare for everybody's you know what is he 6'10" 6'11" can shoot from anywhere on the court he can dribble he can do everything and so there's so much you can do with him and those are the kind of players let's say, that are making it to the uh, NBA now and and so you know without him and again without Powell for an extended period of time I mean you know the pirates are in trouble really yeah, they are. They,
1: they, you know, the thing they have going for them is that they still are talented. Power will play come back. You know, if they could just do what they're supposed to do in the Big East this year, they're going to be fine. I mean, you know, obviously they played a very challenging uh, non-conference schedule. The selection committee and the tournament is is supposed to reward teams for doing that. You know, they also take into consideration the when players are injured, so. You know this has gotta be a long term view for kevin willer he's he's gotta yeah. he's gotta think now that all right we can go into the the big east either we we can you know it, be near the top or at the top of the standings when it's over. Everything's gonna be fine. You know, it's not. It's certainly not the the march that a lot of people expected or thought that this team would have. But you know, in some ways, if if you encounter adversity early in the year and you overcome it, well, that could galvanize you in March. So you know, I think this team should be judged on what it accomplishes uh, in the winter, not what's happening now.
0: You're listening to Jersey Hardwood. We're talking to Steve Politi from NJ Advanced Media. We'll take a little break, we'll hear from our sponsor, then we'll talk about the upcoming schedule for both Seton Hall and Rutgers. At LG Insurance Agency, our exceptional staff of agents shop seven insurance carriers to help you get the best pricing and value for your home, car, and business insurance. LG Insurance Agency is the destination for all of your insurance needs lginsuranceagency.com or search lg insurance agency and we're back with steve politti from nj advanced media and uh steve let's uh let's turn to Rutgers now and uh you know, Coach Pyke's starting to figure it out. I mean, you got a lot of players to give minutes to, especially these guards. You got Caleb McConnell, you got Paul McKehe, who's you're starting to see what he can do for for Rutgers. You know, Jacob Young is a, is quite an athlete. So you got you know three point guards. You know, Geo Baker. You got Montez Mathis. These those guys can bring it up too. Those are your two guards. So a lot of guards to give minutes to, and he's starting to figure it out. And, uh, and they're starting, it looks like they're starting to, to, you know, understand what the rotation, what their role is, which they didn't know earlier in the season.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, uh, Michael had said something really early in the year when, when this team was struggling against some, some lesser foes, like, you know, you know, but don't worry about this, you know, let, let the process, let the process go through, uh, this team still should figure out a to play together. And uh, it looks like he might be right. You know, I mean, he. he he has used a lot of different lineups, a lot of different combinations. Uh, certainly seems to have found one that worked against uh, against Seton Hall, uh, and you're seeing, you know, I think you're starting to see that this team is going to revolve around what Geo Baker and what Ron Harper Jr. can do. And I, you know, those two, if they're playing at a high level. Uh, then you could have the supporting cast filling around them. Uh, if they're not, it's going to be hard because, you know, especially in the big 10 high level college basketball, you do need a couple of guys who are your go-to players. And, uh, you know, I just love the aggressiveness that I saw from both of them. against like Seton Hall, you know, mm-hmm. Geo Baker's gotta be a scorer first. You know, he, yeah. he had to handle the ball. And, but now they've got guys who can do that. You know, he's gotta be looking to look in the score. each time that goes down the floor. And, I mean, Ron Harper Jr. might be my favorite Rutgers basketball player to watch in a long time. I just love his game. I I love how smart he is. You know, he he gets Mm -hmm. above the rim too. There's just so much to like about him. And I love the fact that, you know, this is the guy that that Rutgers has to get, you know, a guy who for whatever reason was under-recruited badly. You know, Steve Mm -hmm. Michael identified him, knew him, wooed him, kept him when other people, when other programs caught on, you know, now he's got a he's gonna have a four-year guy. Uh, who's just going to be a centerpiece of the program. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot to like of what, what's, what they're developing. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, by the way, with a dad who's got five rings, right? What? I mean, yeah. come on. So that some <laughs> of that's, that, helps. some of that's got to rub off. Right. Uh, so it, the only concern is now, and, and you know, at some point, they're not young anymore. They're uh, they're upperclassmen, and is, is consistency. And as we know, you know, with Geo Baker and Ron Harper Jr., Rutgers seems to go the way they go. So they need to show up. And uh, and but I do like what um, Akwazi Yabo is. Uh, he's starting to find his yeah. role now, and and uh, you know, he's, you could tell he's a he's a seasoned kid. He's he's uh, he's a senior, and, and you see that on the court with him. He, you know he's, he's steady, and he's uh, he's starting to play really well because you know the whole. Marui thing. There was some concerns about missing him, and I think they still will to a certain extent once they get into the, that grind of the Big Ten schedule. But this kid's been playing pretty good. And so, um, again, and with Miles Johnson, I mean, really, the, the, the sky's the limit with him. He just has to get rid of you know, the dumb fouls or what's hurting him. But uh, there, there's still a, a lot of potential here for, uh, for, um, you know, for uh, maybe a possibility of, uh, uh, of going to some tournament, perhaps not the NIT, but something.
1: Right, yeah, I, you know, the um, I, I wrote I wrote my column that I thought that this was this was a team that could host uh, an NIT game in March, and some fans immediately, well, oh, why why only the NIT? And I, I just do think they are a couple of players away from from being able to do that. They still don't. They still need one more guy up front, and that would have been unfortunately that would have been uh, Eugene. Homer, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that was a very significant loss, and I think you saw that early on because of his, you know, his steadiness up front and defensively, and you know, just to get a player.
0: He can go yeah, down exactly. low. Yeah.
1: And so on. Yeah, and, uh, and then they miss they need a scorer too. They need another guy who can shoot from outside. And they, they're still needing that. But if you look at the schedule, I mean, you know, the Big Ten is very difficult, but it's also, yeah. you know, it's also pretty even. So, you know, I don't see any reason why this team can't do what a Nebraska did last year. Nebraska was six and twelve in the regular season in the Big Ten, won a couple of games in the in the Big Ten tournament. And all of a sudden, they were oh, they were a four seed in the NIT. Right, I, you know, I saw the rack. You saw the home the home court advantage the rack gave you. You know, I, I just don't see any reason why that the Rutgers can't can't steal six or seven home games in the Big Ten this year with that. You know, they still have to prove they can win on the road. You know that they haven't done that yet. But you know, that, to me, it seems like you know that would be a really nice next step. Uh, for Peichel's program, given the length of this, you know, post forget the answer the lay, drought. Now we're looking at since, I think, 2006 for the postseason. So that would make a big difference.
0: And, you know, the fans are coming out. I was at the Wisconsin game. There was about 6,000 fans there. I mean, it wasn't a sellout, but it was loud, and uh, and it was is encouraging. They played well. I mean, they're better than Wisconsin. So uh, they, they won the game and should have won the game. So it was a good start. I mean, you know, now you you know you start the uh, Big Ten schedule. You're going out to Nebraska, and that's a team you can beat, but can you beat them in Nebraska? That's the question you're asking, right, Steve? I mean, can they win on yeah. the road? And they're gonna have to figure that that out because you know, even Penn State, that was always a, a bad team in the Big Ten, they're good this year. You know, right now ranked 23rd, uh, they beat Maryland. I mean, they're a they're a good team. So you know, they get them at the rack. So the you know in January, there's you know it it's 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 a it's a struggle, right? Out of the jump, it's just such a good league. You know, you figure, you know, uh, you know. Then you have Illinois. I mean, so uh, you don't, you don't have a, you don't have one game where you can say, hey, you can, you can mail this one in. Maybe Northwestern. I I don't know, but uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's this a big challenge in, in the schedule for sure.
1: Yeah, but I do think it's funny that I look at that game. So you got, assuming they beat Lafayette and Caldwell, and then you're 10 and 3. Mm-hmm. You know, that game against Nebraska is a really huge one because, you know, again, you got to prove you're on the road. Then you're back home, uh, primetime, 7 o'clock, Penn State, you know, uh, 20, now they're 23 in the country. We're off to really good starts. That's the kind of game that I think the crowd will make a big difference. In. Sure. state is not, you know, Michigan or Ohio State or, or that mm-hmm. level of team. You know, if, if you steal a game like that and you build a little bit of momentum, you know, it, 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 it just this is a program that's got to get to, you know, get to February where they're just in a position to make the tournament. Yeah. And then I think you're going to see the same thing you saw the, you know, just the atmosphere in the rack. On on for the for Steen Hall game, just people are going to be so excited and going to want to be part of it. You know, I mean that's so. I mean, that can make a big difference. The key here is just don't if Rutgers can't go out and stub their foot at Nebraska, then get steamrolled by Penn State, and then they're owned to the Big Ten, and people are like, oh, great, here we go again. You know, that, that really, to me, is a critical stretch to at least get off to yeah. a, a good start mm-hmm. uh, in the conference play, so that'll just keep on building the interest.
0: And what are your thoughts on, uh, I like it, but what are your thoughts on Michigan taking a home game at MSG, kind of coming into uh, Rutgers' backyard, no?
1: Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, but, you know, I mean, obviously... Yeah, I, you live here too, so you know how many uh, Michigan alums are in the area. So you right. know that's going to be a home. That's likely going to be a home crowd for Michigan. So you know it's a way. And this is what everyone has said about the benefits of having Rutgers in, in the Big Ten is that you know you can expose your quote unquote brand to the New York market. So I mean, credit Michigan for doing it. They're, you know, obviously, you know they must have gotten a good enough deal to make up for the the, the lost revenue that they would have had. Uh, uh, for a home game, and you know, and then yeah, they get this plan. They get to sell out the recruits. They get to sell out the fans. I'm guessing that you know, if you're a Michigan fan and can't get to Ann, Ar- Ann Arbor, you're thrilled by it. So yeah, hey, listen. I think that's
0: uh, yeah, first one idea. Yeah, so you know, in, instead of uh, flying out to Ann Arbor, you take a bus to uh, MSG. So, uh, oh, and there yeah, are plenty yeah. of Rutgers fans. I'll go. to, I'll be at that game for sure. I mean, plenty of Rutgers sure, fans I'd will be, be there too. True. So, yeah. should be a good crowd. And so, hey, hey, thanks, Michigan. I, I look at it that way. So, <laughs> uh, so let's turn to Seton Hall because it was a foregone conclusion, Steve, that they were going to, you know, make the uh, tournament. But now with these injuries, you got to wonder. And you know, the Big East is still a grind too. It's it's it's, it's all. I wouldn't say I'd say the big. Ten would have an edge right now if you just look at the the teams that are ranked, but the Big East is a very good, uh, obviously a very good conference, and you know they got again they got the difficult game against you know Willard's. uh, I'll tell you what, he he took a challenge with the schedule. I mean, uh, they're playing Maryland on Thursday, and that's going to be a tough one with uh, with the two guys out, the two best guys out. And then, you know, even the even the guys, even DePaul and Georgetown, who haven't been that good uh, lately, are actually pretty good this year. And, you, you know, and Xavier Marquette, they do their thing. Butler's the top 20 team. Um, Villanova lives in the top 20. So, you know, it's going to be it's a challenging uh, road for them. They're six and four. So they got a lot of work to do. So um, it's no foregone conclusion that they're going to they're make the tournament this year
1: you know I, I i would counter the earlier point about the i think the big 10 is significantly better okay. and uh, you know right now the 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 highest ranked team is butler and there's, i think there's 17 yeah they are 17
0: so, mm-hmm. I, mean, a lot, 18. I mean
1: you've got a lot of games there that you should be able to you should be able to 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 make up a lot of ground i mean you know but, uh, granted, yeah the, the teams the, 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 there's no there's no pushover necessarily but right. you know seen hall should have if they get their if they get healthy and that's a key thing obviously uh, you know, in February and in March, they should have an advantage in talent against everybody, I think, except Villanova. And obviously, Villanova is not what Villanova was a couple of years ago. They're still True. a very good team, but they don't have that elite, uh, top-level NBA talent. So, um, you know, it's uh, I, I just I just I just keep on assuming that if they again if, if they get their two top guys back, and if Powell can shake off this concussion and just be. One of what we believe he is—one of the nation's, you know, top twenty players—I think they'll be in a position in March. And you remember, you know. You know, this also they they've won the Big East tournament before, so mm-hmm. I mean they they're capable they're capable of doing that. And if you do that, you get the automatic You don't have to sit there on the on the bubble. So I think I think this team could have a lot of chances to to recover from the slow start.
0: Yeah, maybe you get Mamu Kalashvili back by then, and hopefully the, the just how long will Miles Powell be out? I think that'll be a, an issue. So if they can get him back by January when they start the conference schedule, you know, I think they'll be okay. And then also, you know. Uh, you know, Xavier and, and Marquette and even Providence aren't where they were uh, the yes, last they few John's seasons. They, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's
1: not Creighton. I mean, they're, they're teams, that they're, they're, they're right. winnable
0: games. So, well, we'll see. And, uh, Steve, you know, it's, uh, it's exciting. Rutgers uh, basketball is at a place where we thought that they would be. Um, there was a little concerns earlier in the season. But, uh, you know, right now it looks like uh, the possibility of having a very, very exciting January and uh, February and even March maybe
1: yeah you just hope you hope they 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 can put, you know keep the interest going when win a couple early, uh build some build some momentum because yeah, I mean, you, you see what you see what people are desperate for a winner, they're desperate to uh, to celebrate and to be a part of something. so I mean that really when that team you know at least I actually when, if that team ever gets back into the, the tournament. You know, it gets in the position where they're in contention for it, it's going to be a national story. So I don't know if it's going to be this year, right. but certainly, you know, taking the next step this year would, 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 uh, would certainly
0: get people excited uh, going forward. All right, Steve, always a thrill to have you on. We'll get you on later in the season. Thanks. No problem. And that's Steve Politti from NJ Advanced Media, and that'll do it for this week's Jersey Hardwood. I'm Steve Titchener. Check out our site, moresportsnow.com, and I'd like to thank our sponsor as well, LG Insurance. We'll catch you all next week with plenty more talk on Jersey basketball. Bye-bye.